draws us into this wild, crazy onslaught of March Madness basketball? Is it because we cannot possibly take eight games playing at the same time? Is it wild buzzer beaters? Players jumping up and down at center court? Is it the coaches dancing in the locker room? Is this craziness the return to normalcy that we've all been waiting for? Look at all of you filling out your brackets. Will it be number one C that wins it all? You like Gonzaga? Do you think after 22 years, it's all going to change and they'll get that elusive NCAA title? Or will it be someone else? Will it be someone in the Big Ten? Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State? So much focus, so much intensity. We'd love that about you. The teams can win their games, but only you, only you right there can win your pool. Welcome to the Father, Son, and Holy Sport podcast. I'm G-Man from Ohio, and that there is T-Money from San Francisco. What's up, T? What's going on, G-Man? Love the intro. Whew, I am excited. Got the basketball yeah. jersey on. It is March Madness. Man, we missed out last year. It is crazy to think it has been two full years without March Madness. Best four days of the year coming up best time of the year so excited for this weekend so pumped up and uh you know i had that alabama background last last week and roll tide roll tide did it but now i got yep. ohio you my man jason preston put on a clinic against illinois they yep. soon move back there he's trying to run him down jason preston 31 points against illinois this year Eight assists, six rebounds, zero turnovers, my man. Watch out for the Bobcats, D-Money. All right. Well, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait for Cinderella's like OU to happen. They got to the Sweet 16 two years ago. I mean, they're a good, good team. And just, I mean, I just can't wait for the chaos. Can't wait. Hey, the tournament, uh, you know, it starts this week. The whole tournament's in Indiana. The majority of games played right in Indianapolis. Got to be an advantage to the Big Ten, I think. There's 68 teams, but the Ivy League sat out. The Ivy League's not in. They're the only one that did not get an automatic bid. Uh, so it went from 32 automatics down to 31 automatics. So one more at-large got in this year. But pretty much the same, except the playing games start Thursday with the playing games. You guys will be hearing this the day before. We're going to get you ready for all the picks. We got Billy Kelly here. We're going to talk a lot of college basketball. A lot of brackets with you, and we get to the Billy Kelly interview. Excited to have Billy on, T-Money. Oh, can't wait for him. He, he knows his basketball. North Carolina Tar Heel fan, you know, went to OSU as well, so I double hate him. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, what else is going on in the world? We're going to get to some basketball, man. What else you what else yeah, you want I mean, to cover? It's it's hard to pivot off this fun of a weekend, but it is a crazy weekend in the rest of sports. It is free agency week in the NFL, so there's so much going on. But I think the first thing we got to talk about is the legendary Drew Brees finally retires. Going to finish yeah. probably number one or two in every single statistical category in NFL history. He's probably the best free agent signing ever. Remember, he originally was on the Chargers, and then they drafted Phillip Rivers, so he had to go to the Saints. I mean, he basically saved football in New Orleans. They were a dumpster fire before he got there. Remember, Katrina came, and he won them a Super Bowl. He's just a great leader, great guy. Uh, sad to see him go. Football's not the same, but what a legendary career. 
Yes, that is great. I love what you just said, man. The guy's such a leader, one of the best leaders in the NFL. He's going to still do great things. We're going to talk about him in Ross v. Ross. Yes, we're going to yeah. square up on where he stands in history. And you can see where T-Money lands right now. But uh, to move on a little bit from this, the real question, especially for all you fantasy players, is what happens with that quarterback slot? Yeah, you know, we got Taysom Hill, who, who was a great fantasy quarterback last year. Maybe not as great of a quarterback for the team. Uh, and then you've got Jameis Winston, who just signed with the yep. Saints, one-year deal. Uh, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about what's going to happen for the team and for fantasy with those two guys there? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to roll with Jameis at first because they know they have a better chance of at least winning playoff games with him. I think Taysom gives a dynamic, you know, hey, let's surprise this team one game. You know, we can surprise them with Taysom Hill. But the book's out on that guy. I mean, he can't throw a football. The dude's a tight end playing quarterback so i can't say that Taysom hill is a viable option going forward he will be the backup and i'm sure if Jameis struggles they will insert him in the starting lineup but Jameis is the starter going forward that's interesting all right what else you got man i mean now that we pivot towards free agent signings i mean we got to start out with the patriots i don't i don't know if you can physically sign every free agent in the nfl but they might have I mean, they signed everybody <laughs> this past few days. The thousand guys in and the Patriot way is just drafting guys and developing or getting them on the cheap. No, they had the third most cap space of anybody and they went after it. They signed two tight ends and two wide receivers. Pretty interesting. They got the two best tight ends on the market with Janu and Hunter Henry. And then they got the best linebacker on the market in Judon from the Ravens. Hightower and Chung are coming back from COVID. They signed two other DNs. They traded for Trent Brown. Uh, they signed a, a good cornerback from Philly. I mean, they're going to be a very, very good team next year. 10-11 win team. Yeah. Well, uh, the reason they're doing all that is because they got crushed last year. And their yeah. ego got pounded to the ground because of what happened in Tampa. It's a, I compare this to business, okay? How many people have left their job and are listening tonight? How many of you guys left your job and said, this company's going to fall apart without me? You know, we all think that the company's going to fall apart, but yeah. it never does. No. The company just goes on. But here's a case where the company did fall apart. Tom Brady left, and those guys at the top thought, that doesn't mean anything. We got a system, man. We got the Patriot way. Tom Brady's not going to change us. Yeah. But it did. Yeah, it's interesting. And everyone crushing them for signing Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. I think you got to realize what the Patriots did here reportedly was not classify the tight ends and wide receivers separately. What they did is kn knew that they needed better pass catchers. So they put all wide receivers and tight ends in one group and called them pass catchers. So Allen Robinson was slotted right there next to Hunter Henry. So was Kenny Galladay and those two were at the top of their list. So they got their pass-catching free agents and get to go back to their old style of two tight end sets. I think they're really, really going to make a lot of people struggle. I mean, imagine going up against two Travis Kelseys every game. This is going to be very challenging for other teams. Yeah, I like the two picks there, Hunter Henry, John o. Smith. I like those two, the uh, two tight ends. A lot of times the Rams do that same thing. They've been successful. 
I like that package. I like the wide receiver package with Aguilar and Bourne. You know, two really good receivers that have potential. Uh, so, man, I like that receiving core. Here's my worry, though. Cam Newton is not the long-term answer. And yeah. is he going to be able to get the ball to those guys? I mean, I know he'll be okay, but he's not the solution. I still think, you know, that second pick from the Jets is that large. The Jets are going to negotiate that away, and it could be the Patriots going up and grabbing that second pick. That would be wild or just even getting Sam Darnold, but going to cost them a lot if they're going to trade that pick in division, the Jets. So we'll see. Hey, they, free agents. They pick up, uh, they pick up that second pick, bring in a rookie, get him under camp for a year. Cam's gone. Hello, rookie. Yep. Going to be interesting. So yeah, free agents been wild. There's been a lot of signings, you know, Corey Davis of the Jets, Matt Fitzpatrick back playing for Washington, you know, Andy Dalton to the bears. Congratulations. I don't, I guess, Chicago. <laughs> you know, uh, so hey, it, you got a lot a of roots time. with Andy Dalton, man. You're hey, Cincinnati boy. I know me and the red rocket go way back, but I don't know at his age and what the league is moving towards if he's the answer. So that's gotta be a sad one after hearing Russell Wilson might be your quarterback. And now you're like, Oh, Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, I like him as a starter. He's a great fantasy quarterback. I don't know if Washington will set him loose. They love to run the ball. I just don't think they'll set him loose, but I, I think the guy can do it. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to they're get the restrictor plates on him, man. They're going to restrict him down. You can't do that to Fitzmagic. You got to oh, let man. Fitzmagic roll, man. You got to let uh, him roll. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Corey Davis on the Jets, it really depends on the quarterback. Yeah, they got some other good receivers, but they had him last year. Uh, so I don't think Darnold can get him the ball. So it's not yeah. going to matter. Yeah, it's going to be uh, so to see what happens with all three of those free agents and many others that got signed. So, But it, as we shift away from that, move to basketball, let's just dump, jump into professional real quick. Big news coming yeah. up at NBA here. Joel Embiid, the MVP frontrunner, injured his knee this past week and is now out for at least two weeks hyperextended knee if you watched it it looked like it really jolted him uh gonna be interesting to see if he can stay in the mvp race because now if he misses two weeks he will officially miss over 20 percent of the season no mvp has won the mvp no one has won the mvp <laughs> missing more than 20% of their games in a season since the writers have been voting on it uh, for decades here. So going to be interesting to see what happens. It might be LeBron's time. Yeah, I think he's out of the MVP race. I'm, I'm here in two to six weeks on this one. Could be two, but could be longer. The MRI revealed a bone bruise. And depending on the size of the bone bruise, if it's a big bone bruise, it could be more toward the six weeks. Uh, so uh, I think he's out of the MVP race for this. Uh, they're not going to be able to chant, you know, risk him. They need him coming down the stretch. So exactly. They're not going to bring him back. You know, even if he's ready in two weeks, they're not going to do it. I think they're going to work him back in easily. He's already missed a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's not, uh, you know, getting the time in. I think he's out of that race right now. The Sixers hold a one game lead over the nets, uh, for the top spot in the East, the mm -hmm. nets have won nine out of 10. So they're, you know, coming on. The Bucs are just two and a half behind the Sixers. They've won seven out of the last 10. Uh, so by the time this whole thing ends, the Bucs pass the Sixers also. 
Well, very interesting that you're calling that. Well, don't forget, they signed Dwight Howard in free agency. So he's going to be their starting center here. Old Dwight Howard. See, let's see what he's got left in him. But yeah, big, yeah. but I, I'm with you. Stay conservative because it only matters in the playoffs now. MVP's gone. It's probably LeBron James, James Harden. You know, those are the names being floated around right now as the next two guys. But we'll see. It's LeBron James's year. He needs he needs one more here. You know, they got to get him one. So, oh, man. All right. What else but, you got, man? You know, Anything else going know, on in your world? Last, last big thing that happened this past week, you know, before we move on, I, I had to mention Justin Thomas winning the players. This is one of the yeah. biggest PGA events of the year. He yep. great coming back. He's the only player that has won a major, the players, and has 10-plus wins on tour other than Tiger Woods. Pretty impressive. Hey, before that tw- is impressive. I'm sorry, before turning 28. Before turning Hey, tw- the guy's 27, you know? Yeah. So him and Tiger are the only people. They're the only people to do that before 28. So he's on a good track. He's He's very solid. Yeah, yeah. No, he's the world number three. He's still been playing well. He, he almost missed the cut, though. He was right on the cut line. He just got in, and he closes Saturday, Sunday with a 64-68, which is tied for the lowest closing, 36 holes by a champion in tournament history. Uh, so the guy came on. Bryson and Westwood on the final day shot a 72 and a 71, and Justin ran him down from behind. Bryson and yep. Westwood were the last group. And Thomas comes in and sneaks in and gets it. Yeah, great for Thomas. His grandfather, who got him into golf, passed away recently. So he dedicated this one to him. Great for Justin. Lee Westwood, who you know I've been a fan of for a very long time. I mean, I was rooting for this guy back when he was on the European tour, you know, in like 2005. So my is making a little comeback here. Is that, you know, uh, two seconds in the past couple <laughs> weeks here watch out for he my is. guy lee westwood here must be the girl on the bag it's the girl I on know. the bag well now <laughs> i know and for the masters his son's gonna be the caddy now so he's getting the girlfriend off the bag putting his son on on his bag now but uh, he's got the whole family on the bag i know i mean it's working yeah. for him he's got to keep doing it i know uh, hey y'all crazy if you like what you're seeing hey go out and like and subscribe us on youtube spotify and instagram and many other platforms. T Money's a machine. Look for our handle at Father, Son, and Holy Sport. We got a great show for you tonight. We have Billy Kelly joining us oh, tonight yeah. on the Father, Son Coast to Coast Hotline. We're going to talk things, March Madness, and more. We're going to have some big picks for you tonight about March Madness. Talk your brackets. We're going to help you win some cash, y'all. All right. We have Ross V. Ross for you tonight, focusing on Drew Brees and his rank in NFL history and pay tribute to one of the all-time greats. And we try to stump T-Money in the trivia of the week, sponsored by Woundwise IQ. Here's the question for T-Money. T-Money, tell me the top three NBA draft prospects that will be playing in March Madness. Top three NBA draft prospects. Playing in March Madness. Playing in March Madness. All right. All right. This is not your opinion. I'm giving you Sports Illustrated's ranking. Okay. 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 Good to know. Good to know. You like that one? Okay. You should do that. You should get this one, man. I'm All coming right. back to you with an easy one because you got All stumped right. last week. I'm gonna come back with a with one you could just slam through the hoop, man. All right. I'm. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, hey. But kicking it off for you right now is 
the T. Ross Chug and Chant brought to you by Help Me Startup, our sponsor, Help Me Startup. Today's T. Ross Chug and Chant brought to you by the team there. Do you have a startup or a new company idea? Why not get help from the experts that help me start up? Try the easy to use startup tools and advice to help you get moving on your way toward investment and success. Learn more at helpmestartup.co. Okay, let's go to Team Money high up on the San Francisco rooftops for the T Ross Chug and Chant. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Coming to you live from this San Francisco rooftop. A little windy out. But I don't care. I'm feeling spicy today. It's March Madness weekend, baby. And that's why on this week's Chug and Chant, since I'm feeling spicy, let's do a little fireball shot instead. Here we go. Pour this bad boy out here. And cheers to a great weekend, boys. Ah, on this week's Chug and Chant, last, I had to talk about Gonzaga being a little overrated and needing to prove something, but they're good this year. But you know who's actually not good? The Pac-12 and the SEC. Okay, you guys are overrated as heck this year. I don't even want to choose you to get past the first round. You're lucky to make my Sweet 16, USC. Congrats on having a top five pick. The rest of your team's trash. Alabama, do I trust you? No, I trust Nick Saban. I don't know who the hell your best player or coach even is. I can't trust you. You're probably losing in the first round. Okay, I, 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 or congrats on having Kentucky in the SEC because if you didn't, you guys would never be talked about SEC. I'm sorry. You both are overrated this year. You, neither of you are good. I don't trust Arkansas. I don't trust Oregon. I don't trust anyone from either of your conferences to get to the Sweet 16 this year. Mark my words. Neither conference will get to the Sweet 16. G-Man, what do you think about that? little controversy prove me wrong pac-12 prove me wrong this is your neighborhood prove me wrong hey t money great great fireball shot there you switched up from the bud light man that was impressive by itself but i know you called out some people to prove you wrong but first i want to tell you that you're making a mistake in alabama i mean i think you're right on a lot of your points but Alabama is the team that can do it. Their coach is Nate Oates. You know their coach. It's <laughs> Nate Oates and their top player team money, Jaden Shackelford, 6'3", 200 from California. Had 21 points in the SEC championship, man. But I agree with your overall point, but I can't agree on the SEC, man, and especially Alabama. I don't know, man. I don't know if I trust him. I don't know who the hell Nate Oates is. He better go sow his oats, okay? Because he better hope he gets past the second round. You know, watch out. Just a little preview. I might have them going down a lot earlier than some people. So I don't know, man. Like I said, they're down. I can't listen to them. I could have scored 21 points in the SEC championship. Who are they playing? LSU, congratulations. LSU. LSU. Like little brothers probably playing for their team. I don't know. Like, congrats. I think you're gonna you're gonna be surprised. Yes, I think Alabama will be in that sweet 16. You said none of them is sweet 16. It's gonna be Alabama, man. Hey, let me tell you, uh, let's look at the top 12 because there's look at the, the three seeds and the four regions, 12. Uh, but I'm gonna look at the AP top 12 at the finishing the season. Here's what we have in the in the five major conferences. And think about football. You know, in football, uh, here's what we had. In football in the top 12, two from the ACC, two from the Big Ten, two from the Big 12, four from the SEC. 
and there were two that were not in those conferences, your buddies at UC and Coastal Carolina, okay? But pretty even, they're in football, but no Pac-12. Uh, so there's the dent right there. They're not there in football. How about basketball? Let's look at the top 12 and AP top 12. Big 10, four. Big 12, four. SEC, two. Pack, nothing. ACC, nothing. Yeah. How come you didn't call out the ACC, man? Yeah, I mean, I was going to call them out, but they have a little more depth at least. And I like North Carolina to make, you know, to win. I I think Duke could have caused some trouble. I think there's a lot more depth to the ACC. Their top tier teams are down. You know, I I, I don't trust the, the ACC to do anything either. Like I don't trust ACC, Big 12 or Pac-12, but the Pac-12 has nobody. And the SEC says they have Alabama and I don't even think they have that. So, I mean, I mean, look at other conferences like the American. Houston's a number two seed. We're ranked. I mean, we're better than both those conferences because Houston's probably better than everyone in that conference. And I I don't know who else is this. Who's the second best team in either conference? I don't know. Hey, that that's a, that's a, that's a challenge. You asked them to prove you wrong. I like how you called out the fans and the players to prove you wrong. We'll see if they can do it, man. That's a great chant. Great shot with the fireball. Team Money setting a new level. I want to know, fans, do you want them to do the fireball or you want them to do the Bud Light? When we do this next week, Team Money's going to put out a little quiz for you on Instagram. What do you want to see, the fireball or the Bud Light from the chugging chant? And we'll right. see if you'll have to start chugging fireballs in the future. Hey, let's move on to the Ross v. Ross. Oh, yeah. Going at it. Bring it. And. The question is, where is Drew Brees, where does he rank all time as a quarterback? And T-Money, what would you take a first shot at him, man? All right. I'm going to tell you, Drew Brees is ranked sixth all time. I think the first three are pretty self-explanatory, and I'll list them off. Brady, Montana, and Manning. I think those guys have the, are in a class in themselves. Then there's the next class, I think, which is... Elway, who's won three Super Bowls MVP. Rodgers, most efficient thrower ever, has three MVPs and one Super Bowl. And then there's Breeze, who's won a Super Bowl, but not at MVP, but is probably the most efficient high-volume thrower ever. And then, if you want to see who I have right behind him, I think is Brett Favre. But he's only got a Super Bowl as well and has the most interceptions all time so i typically like to lean towards breeze over Favre, um but rogers breeze and Favre, i think are right there you could argue but i think those those four ahead of them are pretty set that that's that's pretty good that's pretty good i think we're in general in agreement there we look at okay. it different ways you know when you talk what about you mvp got? are you talking you know, you're talking championships, you're talking no. titles, you're talking regular season, yardage, you know, when you decide uh, how you're going to grade somebody's career, you got to decide, how am I going to look at them? Is it playoff wins? Is it, you know, is it touchdowns? Yeah. What do you look at? So I looked at, I'm, I'm kind of more of a title guy. I would say I'm more of a title guy. Okay. Uh, when a uh, bottom line is he's not in my top five, because when I look at the NFL titles, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Bart Starr, all have at least three. Now, mm -hmm. Those five, I mean, that's Very, kind of legendary status. If you tell me, Brees Johnny has Unitas, one. If you tell me Johnny Unitas is better quarterback than Drew Brees, I'm shutting off this podcast and it, right 
<laughs> I cannot believe this. I'm well, sorry, I don't but know a lot of a people. single listener was alive when Johnny freaking United <laughs> played football. I think well, should we should we like forget Taysom about people? Goddamn, yeah, because Taysom Hill could have been Gotti John, you know Johnny Goddamn Unitas back in the day. I don't want to hear Johnny Unitas. But at, in his day, the guy was legendary. <laughs> and you just insulted a bunch of cold fans, okay? Oh my God. Drew Brees has one title. Johnny Unitas has three, my man. All three. right. Uh, hey, let's look at another factor. Most playoff wins. Brady 24. Whoa. Not even close. Next one's up. Next <laughs> one's up. Montana, Bradshaw, Elway, Manning, some of the guys you mentioned. Brees is, has nine. He's ranked 17th in playoff wins. And I think that is. Achilles heel and why New Orleans, although they love him, they're disappointed once again last year, disappointed that the guy can't win more playoff games. I think that's been his Achilles heel. I'll agree with you there, but I want to throw one thing out to you here. Over their combined careers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Montana, these guys had an average scoring defense above 10th in the league. Brady's was like third. Roethlisberger's was like sixth. Their defense has all been elite. Drew Brees' average scoring defense rank his entire career is 27th out of 30 teams in the NFL. Out of 32 teams, sorry, in the NFL. That is bottom five, and he's carrying these teams. Well, that's probably why he's got the most touchdown passes or second most all time because he gets more opportunities. Because the other team's scoring. The other team keeps scoring, so Drew gets the ball back, and now he's second all-time at touchdown passes behind Brady. So he gets yeah. a lot of opportunities because of that. That's fair. Well, where do you rank him all-time then? I haven't heard you. I put him in my second five, not in the first five. He's in my five to ten range. So you're over here pulling at Tyler's tears. I see what you're doing here, Gary, okay? <laughs> this, this is what Gary's doing. <laughs> he's got, oh, I got a little tears, and he's in the second. I see you. Well. I'm going to see how good you are here because uh, I want I want to do a little tribute to Drew Brees. I don't know if you remember it. I'm sure you do. But one of my favorite things that represents his leadership is when he get the huddle together and before the games, they would all like chant. People are like, what are they staying in that huddle? Uh, what's going on? But that's something I will never forget about him. It just represents a leader that he was. He was inspired by going to the see the Marines in Guantanamo Bay and he thought of of doing this chant with his team before the game. So me and you are going to do this chant. Are you ready? All right. We're going to do this chant. I'm going to be Drew. You're going to be the team. Okay. And you just kind of repeat after me kind of, and we kind of All switch right. off. All so right. I'll Let's give you an example. It. I'll give you an example and then we'll do it live. So when I say one, you say two, when I say win, you say for you. And I will say one, two, you say two. I say, win. you say, for you. For you. So I'll say that again. I go one. One. <laughs> I messed up already. One. Two. Win. For you. When I say three, you say four. When I say oh. win, you say some more. Three. Four. Win. Some more. Some more. When I say five, you say six. When I say win, you say for kicks. Five. Six. Win. Some kicks. When I say seven, you say eight. When I say win, you say it's great. Seven. Eight. Win. G-Man's great. 
When I say nine, you say 10. When I say win, you say again, nine. 10. Win. Again. Win, again, oh my, win, oh again, win, again, <laughs> win. That's what they do, man. Oh we just gosh. did it. We just did it. We just did it. Oh, my God. That's the chant. That's out to you, Drew Brees, all of you New Orleans fans. That's a tribute from the Father, Son, Holy Sport Podcast. Out to New Orleans and Drew Brees, man. We're going to miss him so much. And we're going to shift gears here and go back into college basketball, into bracket heaven. We're going to dive into the details of the brackets. All of you guys are trying to fill out. We're going to do that with Billy Kelly. we got a special guest for you today on the Father-Son Coast to Coast Hotline. We're going to bring him in now. It's going to be Billy Kelly. Let's bring in Billy now. Hey, we welcome into the Father-Son Coast to Coast Hotline, Billy Kelly the former football phenom from the playgrounds of Powell, Ohio, coming on the show talking March Madness is strategy for picking your brackets. One of the big fans of the show, Billy Kelly, welcome to the father, son, coast to coast hotline. Gee, man, that is the, uh, the warmest welcome I think I have ever received. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> we like to make it warm here on father, son sports. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot for coming on. We're excited about having you. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Um, You know, you mentioned football. Football is is definitely my favorite sport, but I will say out of everything, March Madness is my favorite time of the year. Just absolute, well, madness. (laughs) Um, So I am excited. I am excited to talk about it. You were a dominant edge rusher and in grade school, man. Dominant edge rusher. <laughs> then I stopped growing in sixth grade and everybody else caught up to me. Oh that was God. so long ago, they didn't even call him an edge rusher back then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile trying to you know, prepare for this introduction and I, a couple of things really caught me. First of all, you got a great pharmaceutical sales job at Cardinal Health. That's I a do. great company, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love working there. I've been there for the past a uh, little over a year at this point. And, um, you know, it has been a phenomenal experience working there so far. Um, I should have cleaned up my LinkedIn. I didn't know you were going to be going. And, this guy. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Great company. <laughs> you got a great company there. Hey, you know how hard it is to find Bill Kelly? I mean, that is the most difficult profile to it's find. A- it's a common name. I tell you what, um, my Cardinal Health email, they had to add on a couple of numbers at the end because I am not the only Bill Kelly in Cardinal Health. At Cardinal Health. <laughs> I yeah. believe. Oh, my God. Now, you go by, I know it used to be Billy. Now, you, I know it's your LinkedIn as Bill. You know, are you taking that step, you know, into that, you know, you're kind of getting into the 30s now. Are you going to become Bill oh or are you going to stay God. with Billy? Bring it up. Uh, officially hitting adulthood for me, I think, with, yeah. uh, with the switch to Bill. But no, I mean, I've... Uh, professionally gone by Bill, uh, ever since I was out of college, um, you know, friends still call me Billy for the most part. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm fine with, with either one, honestly, but yeah, on, whatever than anything, hey, we got, I, we got thousands of followers, man. We got to tell them what they should call you. <laughs> Bill whatever the- you want to call him. <laughs> hey, uh, I, was, I noticed that you works too. <laughs> I noticed you're, uh, you know, you went to Ohio State University, Columbus guy, you know, grew up here, went to Ohio State, you get a BA in psychology. And I wanted to ask you about that psychology degree. What's the number one thing you like apply in your life that you learned about psychology? Like, are you reading us right now? 
you trying to read us? I mean, what what's your skill, Larry? Your number one skill you got? That psychology skill. That is a, that is a great question. Um, no, I think it is uh, very practical, like uh, applicable to everyday life. Just how you kind of view um, different things, how you how you kind of take things day by day. I think psychology helped with that. I mean, it. <laughs> You know, didn't help with much else because I'm not in an actual psychology <laughs> field. So at least, I'm, at least it helps me get like a read on things and, and yeah. how to approach. I'm just imagining life. you in an argument with your girlfriend Morgan, and you like tell me more about that. You know, <laughs> how does that make you feel? And she's like, I'll tell you more. I'll tell your ass to sleep on the couch. That's what I'll tell you. No. I, I needed to tell no, me why less. Do more. Me, why do you want me to sleep on the couch? Expand on that. You know. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, man, we we love we love messing around with you. We have a lot of fun with you, man. So thanks for letting us, you know, kind of play around here. Let's get into college basketball and the tournaments. We're first going to talk about the conference tournaments that just happened, and then we're going to go to the brackets and talk about what you're seeing in each region. Uh, it's it's um, Tuesday. We're taping this thing Tuesday. Everybody's going to see it on Wednesday. So that's kind of where we're at. The game start. Thursday with the playing game. So we had a great timing here to look at these brackets and yep. help people out with what we like. So, uh, hey, let's start with the ACC conference tournament. I'm going to go back and talk about, you know, last week's picks, T-Money and I making these picks for the conference, get Billy's reaction to the conference. The ACC, of course, Georgia Tech comes in and wins this thing. And, you know, T-Money and I both picked Florida State. And, you know, Florida State did not do bad. We had them going to the finals. They did get there. So we did pick Florida State to the finals, but they went down to Georgia Tech 80 to 75 and Georgia Tech's the champion. What, uh, what do you guys think there? Uh, starting with Billy here. Is Georgia Tech a threat in this NCAA tournament? Georgia Tech, that was uh, shocking to me that yeah. they did what they did. Um, I mean, Moses Wright and uh, Jose Alvarado are phenomenal. Um, as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned, um, they got done real dirty by uh, the committee yeah. selecting, putting they them did. in at a nine seed after winning the ACC tournament. Um, yeah, especially when you, got, when you got Clemson there as a seven seed, just the – the disrespect to Georgia Tech there. Um, yeah. I, I think if they were like a seven or a six, like maybe they should have been seated, they could make some noise. But I mean, even if they get past that first game, which once Loyola again, Chicago, once great again, too. yeah, exactly up against just a really tough draw for them. I, I don't think that, um, you know, I, I think they can hang their hat on the, uh, the ACA, sorry, ACC tournament win, but they're not really going to do yeah. anything else aside from that. Down well, here, T Money and I ACC. did not see. Yeah, we did not see it coming, T Money. We did not see that Georgia Tech uh, team coming up there and getting in the hunt. No, it was a big miracle run, but you know, the ACC is so down this year. Like, if you're going to tell me Florida State's your best team, like, I'm not very impressed. So, I mean, it congrats to Georgia Tech and, and the rest of the <laughs> ACC for holding a tournament. But, you know, North Carolina, it, it is actually, I think, a threat in this tournament. I actually do like North Carolina, Billy's Tar Heels. That is, um, 
I'm glad we're recording this because I'm going to play that back on a loop for a long yeah. time to come. Yeah, <laughs> my, my Duke team did not make it. And that hurts here, you know, that I have to say that I like North Carolina, but I like North Carolina, but they got done dirty too. They're in an eight, nine, they're in an eight spot in an eight, nine game. I mean, those are so hard to come out of because you, you can't even get to the sweet 16 without facing the number one seed. So both teams, uh, there, Georgia Tech and North Carolina, who I like, uh, got done dirty. But they're playing Baylor. They're playing Baylor. So we'll see now about Florida State at one four. Their last five coming into this tournament, they got on a roll. I made it all the way to the finals. Then they lose at Georgia Tech. What do you guys think about Florida State? Did you like the way they looked? And you know, do you still have confidence in them? Uh, Billy? I would say. For myself, Florida State, I do like a lot in this tournament, especially in the region that they're in right now. The East, um, to me, is wide open. Um, if Michigan still had Isaiah Livers, uh, we don't know what his status is, is going to be. He's out indefinitely. Uh, I would have picked Michigan there, but um, Florida State is maybe not as as strong as they've been in the past and in in a very weak ACC, but I think they have a chance to make some noise in that uh, East region just with it being not super strong overall, in my opinion. Now, now you now you fans out there, you can see that Billy is is very meticulous. He knows his details. He does very smart guy. And I had to trade with this guy in fantasy football. And you know what that was like <laughs> trying to trade with this guy? He knows every stat, every player. He does not make a bad trade. Tough, man. Oh, my man. God. Tough. I know. I, hey, tough. Do any team money? He is tough, man. Tough. And, you know, I, I heard you talking Michigan there. You know, that, that was a tough weekend for us in the Big Ten tourney. You know, uh, we, we lost probably our best overall player. Dickerson's great inside, but Livers kind of runs the rest of that offense. So, you know, uh, like you said, I don't know how much I like Michigan now. They might be the easiest one seed to beat here um, in this tournament, but they have, like you said, a really easy bracket, surprisingly, to get to like the Elite Eight. So it's going to be interesting with them, but, you know, they beat. They lost to Ohio State. You guys got us in the Big Ten title. Hey, man, T, you were so confident in your picks. And I went with you. I picked Michigan, too. But I told you OSU was going to be on their tail, man. And OSU upsets Michigan in the semis and goes in. Of course, we don't know when we made our picks. We didn't know what the brackets were because it was before the brackets were finished. So we had uh, OSU Michigan in the final. But it actually happened in the semis. And OSU goes in and, and beats Illinois in overtime in that Big Ten tourney. Uh, so what do you guys think, man? Did Big Ten look good, I thought, Billy? Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you stack these teams up? Illinois, OSU, Michigan, and do you put anybody, anyone else in there with them? Iowa got smacked. Yeah, I would say as far as the, the Big Ten is concerned, you know, they are, uh, in my opinion, the strongest conference For in sure. basketball this year. You could make a bit of an argument for uh the big 12 um they've got some good teams in there but i mean when you're talking illinois michigan ohio state you know the big 10 is, is definitely uh, a lot more top heavy than the big 12 is where yeah. they've got i think just solid depth but um i i wouldn't put 
any one team in the Big 12 as a as a favorite to uh, win the tournament like I would with a with an Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. Although coming out of that Midwest region. The Midwest region is the one that I'm the most excited to talk about when we get into it a little bit later, because that is an absolute gauntlet of a region that Illinois has found themselves in. Um, But if I'm going to pick any team from the Big Ten, uh, I'm putting my money on Illinois. Yeah, I like Illinois a lot. I like Illinois a lot. They showed a lot of dominance and Kofi Cockburn just is a monster. I mean, he looks like the second coming yeah. of Jack. I mean, they just can't stop this guy down there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And they, they have such good guards. You got the, the, the blackface Mamba out there, you know, <laughs> that he calls himself. I, Io with the, uh, with the mask. With the mask. And, hey, you know, he was, he's right behind me. Look at my Zoom. He's right I behind know, me. I know. And they <laughs> just look move. so yeah, he's right there. dominant. I, I mean, I think they're a little worn out from the Big Ten uh tournament games i i think they're a lot more dominant than they even showed versus ohio state i they have every makings to win this win this region and the whole thing what do you guys think uh billy do you think the big 10 has an advantage they'll play their conference tournament in indiana they've even played some of the regular season in indiana do you think they have an edge here coming into this march madness where all the games are going to be in indiana does that get the big 10 an advantage here that's a that's a really interesting point that I had not considered too much uh, beforehand. Um, they have a lot of experience playing in in Indianapolis. Um, they're gonna have a better feel for you know how the rims kind of react, um, how I want to say squishy they are, how yeah. how hard those are. They'll they'll have a good feel for the the court and the and the rims. I think it might give them a slight advantage but i i wouldn't say it's going to be anything that um i'm going to pick a big 10 team over another team that might be slightly better i i wouldn't give it too much of an advantage that way and the only thing i could see is they were are actually playing a lot of games at lucas oil which is a football stadium and so when you're playing on that field the rest of that backdrop is a lot different than typically in an arena you know there's empty space behind that hoop that typically the depth perception thing yeah it can mess up some shooters so i would say that's one thing that could potentially happen but other than that i agree but there's not much of a huge advantage so now, speaking of the rim you know i wonder if one of you two ever slammed the ball in your younger days now either one of you able to get up i know you both could touch the rim but did either of you ever slam the ball um, if, if you move the hoop down to about eight feet, windmill dunks all over the place, but yeah. no, I am, I am vertically challenged. So I have never you guys got some ups. Hey, I never, you guys I, got some ups. I could get like a tennis ball in there. I couldn't get, I couldn't get a basketball. I, I, T money, T money was one of the high jump stars at only Tangier Liberty. Watch out, man. Hey, let's go to the SEC. We got the SEC. Bama wins the SEC. 80 to 79 of LSU. G-Man gets it right, T-Money. I had Bama as my Zoom backdrop last week. Picked the Tide. Yelled roll Tide on the way out of the show. And Tide brings it home in the SEC. Man. Now, LSU took out T-Money's Arkansas team in the semis. So T-Money at Arkansas. 
LSU took them out 78-71, and they almost got Alabama. What a conference here this is shaping up to be with these three teams, or at least Alabama-LSU, man. What do you think about LSU, Billy? Are they a threat here in this tournament? Um, I think kind of similar situation as to what you would see. I mean, they're sitting there at an eight seed. That is going to be tough for them to really make any noise. Um, I know, you know, they would, if they were to beat uh, St. Bonaventure, they would play Michigan, who's a little bit hobbled right now. LSU can put up some points, but my goodness, that defense is non-existent and i think that is going to hurt them um in the tournament i actually have uh as of right now the the bonnies over them yeah. over those over those tigers as it stands right now in my uh preliminary bracket yep yep what do you think t you what do you think of watford man watford put on a show and he's not even the best player the guy was unbelievable yeah, I mean, I'm not high on LSU or anyone from the SEC at that point. In fact, I think Alabama's a little <laughs> overrated. So, I mean. He's just taking down all the conferences. I mean, con- congrats. <laughs> There's no good teams. this. I mean, it's Gonzaga and the Big Ten. That's it. The Big 12 is good. I'll give the Big 12 their due. But Big 12? You don't like Alabama? Come on, man. I don't trust anyone from the SEC, Pac-12, or ACC. I don't, I don't trust anyone. I mean – if you're going to take, I don't want to take Bama over any other top tier team. Like they're over here losing random games to Arkansas. Like, how are you going to tell me you're the second best team in your, in your conference is Arkansas. Okay. Well, hey, it, it's going to be an interesting I can't year. Listen to you. It's going to be an interesting year because everybody's kind of played in their conference. We don't know really how good they are because a lot of the non conference games are exactly. Canceled. So we don't exactly. know how good these teams really are. Uh, when they get out, we're going to tell early on, I think in the first round, when you start to look at some of the conferences, what's kind of happening, it'll give you a little indication. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, we got Alabama as a two seed going in there in Michigan's bracket. So if Michigan were to lose Alabama and LSU are in the same bracket. They could end up competing for that final four spot. That would be something else to see those two go at it again. That would be very interesting to see. Um, yeah. I don't know that it's that it's going to happen, but mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a oh, wide. Oh, USCC fans, come on! <laughs> Watch out! We're with you, Watch SEC. Out in that in that he's, bracket, he's giving Watch. a little little hook of action down there. Watch out for those oh, Longhorns yeah. in that bracket. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. All right, hey, so, let's go to the last of the conferences we're going to cover. Let's go to the Big Twelve, where uh, we we had Baylor there, kind of dominating everything all year. Uh, T money makes the call on this. He called Texas as the sleeper. He didn't pick them to win it, but T you were all over Texas. You said they were the sleeper in that conference and they came out and they took it over. Of course, they walked into the championship because of the COVID issue. They walk in and they take Oklahoma state down 91 to 86. So who's the best team in the big 12 there, Billy Kelly. So I, I know Texas did uh, win the uh, Big 12 tournament. Um, I'm not 100% sold on, on Baylor as it stands. I think they are, they are really, really good. Um, and they've got, you know, a bunch of players who can, who can score. I am honestly out of this conference the most interested in Oklahoma State, personally. Yeah. yeah. 
Cade Cunningham they look is, good. is a beast. Is an absolute stud lottery pick. Um, you know, that becomes important in the in the tournament. When you got a guy that is, yeah. is a go-to, um, you can get some stuff done. Hundred percent. That guy's a freshman. Did you He's see a that freshman? Guy? He's the number one pick coming out next year. He looks like a stud. He, he reminds me of Luka Doncic almost, like just a man's body can really handle the ball, handle an offense. He looks like an NBA player already. I like them a lot too, Billy. They're in Illinois bracket. So going to be hard for them uh, and Il- Illinois side of the bracket. So even, you know, getting past them, is going to be hard, but I like Oklahoma state a lot. I also agree with you that I think Baylor is a little overrated. Um, you know, they didn't, they had a lot of games canceled versus ranked opponents. So that's why they went undefeated for so long there and lost at the end because they started playing all the teams that they were supposed to play at the beginning of the year that got canceled. So I'm not as high on Baylor as everyone else. I agree with you there, Bill. I, and that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with them as well. Why I said, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them overrated. That's maybe not the right word. I just, I just don't know about them because to your point, the, uh, the canceled games that they, that they did have, I will say um, I like their uh, region. I, I like their ability to get out of that region. Um, so although I don't necessarily view them as a team that might win it all, um, I think they have a pretty decent path to um, to the final four. Yeah, now, we didn't talk a lot about the other conferences. We got the four major conferences there. We didn't talk much, but let's let's just cover Gonzaga real quick and then we'll go yeah. over the brackets. But Gonzaga's in the West Coast tournament. They beat St. Mary's. 78 to 55 knock them off by 23 and then they go into the finals and play BYU who was the number two seed beat them by 10. What are you guys thinking of Gonzaga? Do they deserve to be in that you know championship discussion? Did they impress you enough? Billy? 100 percent. Um, yeah. Gonzaga is is the odds on favorite to win it all. Um, what has it been since 1976, 79 that we've had not uh, had somebody go undefeated all the way through. All the way. Gonzaga is going to have some pressure on their shoulders from that standpoint, but I, I think they are the best team in the league right now. I don't. They I don't only beat BYU many. by ten points, man. 10 points over BYU. I mean, yeah, but BYU, BYU was hot in that first half. They made like everything. And then it was like 50 to 20 in the second half in Gonzaga's favor. And I think they were just kind of cakewalking through it. That that's kind of, that could be, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. You know, you, you got uh Gonzaga's they're not facing the stiffest of competition no. where they're at and that could yeah. come back to bite them at, at some point, but I, I guess I, that's what I'm saying, you know? They did have a decent schedule, though. I mean, they were supposed to play Baylor, and it got canceled. And they played a couple of other, like, good-ranked teams. So, I mean, they they had an okay. They They beat the top teams in their region, (laughs) you know, once this year already. So, I mean, they played some good competition. They've broken a lot of bracket bracket people's hearts, man. They have. Over the years. Over the years. Yeah. That, hey, let's my go. Let's was, you know, I, I, I don't know about Gonzaga. You're not elite until you make a few more final fours. Yeah, now that's right. Hey, let's go to that region where Gonzaga's at us. Look at the brackets. Let's start off with the West region where Gonzaga 
is the number one seed in that region. Down at the bottom of the two seed is Iowa, who got knocked around in that Big Ten tournament. I know they're up against good competition. They're the two. Uh, we got Kansas at the three. But what's happening with them on COVID? And then the four seed, Virginia, also COVID, if I'm getting that uh, right for that West region. So what are you seeing here? Just want to get your guys' general takeaways, highlights, uh, not necessarily pick all these games. Just kind of give us your what yeah. you're seeing there, Billy, from this uh, West region. Um, I think in the West region, uh, when I was filling out my portion of the of the bracket here, I just automatically put Gonzaga all the way through to the final four. Yeah. I, I didn't even look at, and then I just, you know, filled in everything else after that. I mean, I, I think they. Oh, that's one strategy. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, I think they walk right into the final four without really any opposition from, um, from this, from this region here. Um, Kansas, you know, they, they have the COVID issues going on right now, been a little bit inconsistent, a bit of a disappointing season for them. Um, same thing with Virginia with those COVID issues, and they've just crumbled anytime they played a good team. I don't see either one of them uh, challenging them. And in Iowa, I mean, you have Luca Garza, who, you know, fantastic, fantastic player. But I, I don't think Iowa really poses much of a threat to, to Gonzaga. So they are auto bid to the uh, to the final four, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. And what do you what do you think, T? What are you looking at here? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally on board with Billy here. They've already beaten Kansas and Iowa. They played them in the regular season. Those are some of the other teams that they played during the regular season out of conference and they beat them both. So like. I don't see how this is a, a, even a competition. Like, I I don't know who's going to come out of here and give them a scare. Like, I, they're going to walk in thinking we've beaten the two seed and the three seed. I, I don't see, like you said, Virginia's not as good as people think. The Creighton isn't a scary five seed. Like, I don't really see any opposition here. So I agree. They walk right in. And I don't know about a ton of upsets there unless G-Man's Bobcats are one of his go-tos. Hey, watch out. Hey, I just want to mention Gonzaga played Kansas. It was back in November, a long time ago. They played Kansas. They won by, that was the first game of the year for them. Uh, they won by 12. They played the third game of the year against West Virginia, won by five. And then they played Iowa. In that fourth game of the year in December, and they won by 11. So, let's, I mean, they didn't blow these teams out. They still beat them. <laughs> They're sitting there undefeated, you know, number yeah. one overall seed. Um, so, I, as far as like, in my opinion, who's getting to the final four there is, is a bit of a, a boring discussion. I think a lot of people are going to put Gonzaga through there. Yeah. I'm, personally a little bit more interested in what's you know who they might end up facing um g man you got the you got the bobcats back there well, i do uh, i got the bobcats i mean i certainly like them on the bet they're getting 10 and a half in this game right now i definitely think that with 10 and a half points you know we got uh, preston who's behind me making moves on illinois guards he's a scores 31 against illinois preston uh, he's the nba prospect off that team and they also have and only tends you Liberty player that starts for them. Uh, oh. So, man, if they got only tends you Liberty player, they watch out for the Bobcats. Uh, they're going to make some stuff happen. They're, they're going to win that first game. 
They're going to win that first game against Virginia. Uh, So there's your big pick. And then they move on. They beat UCSB. They're in my sweet 16. Ooh. Actually, that was (laughs) – you beat me to the punch there because I was going to say the exact same thing. I like OU over Virginia as an upset pick. Virginia – COVID issues. They have not been able to really practice, get together. Everybody's been quarantining. We've seen a lot this year. Teams that have had issues with COVID come back a little bit rusty. Um, I, I like the Bobcats to to pounce on them, no pun intended, um, in this game. And a popular upset pick as well, UC Santa Barbara over Creighton. I, I actually have that yeah. one penciled in as well. Yeah. All right. Hey, the other one is interesting. You know, what happens with Kansas? I really like Kansas. I think they can cause some havoc. They're, they're the number three seed here, guys. No one's even thinking about Kansas. I picked them to win the Big 12. I was at an upset pick on them. I think Kansas has the team, but will they recover and get through this thing and get over this oh COVID thing? They're favored by 11 over East Washington. They're 11 point favor. They're going to win that game if they can just put a team on the floor. I hope so. And then they're going to come up against USC, who a lot of people are high on USC. I don't know. I I haven't seen USC play that many times. That's because they're not. T Money probably has. T Money's a West Coaster. I've seen, yeah, I've actually watched a good amount of Pac 12 this year. They have a top three pick in Evan Mosley, and his brother is also on the team, the sophomore there. And he's a beast. I mean, he's everything in NBA center that you want, you know, but he's, you know, Chris, so you, like, um, you, USC could just, do something. He, they're just not that impressive everywhere else on the roster. That's the problem. So, but yeah, what do you think? What's hey, the let's, region you got Gary? Let's go to the East region. East region is going to play the West and uh, East region is one where Michigan's the number one seed. And the number two seed is my Bama roll tide roll. And number three in the region is Texas. Boris, Florida State. So, Billy, what are you seeing here? What are you liking for all of our fans out there trying to pick this East region? I think Alabama is going to be a, a very popular pick to, to take into the uh, the final four here. Um, Michigan um, definitely soured on them a little bit with, yeah. uh, with the liver's injury. Um, it's a shame because I would have also penciled them right into the final four. Yeah. Uh, I think they can still make some moves, but I just, I, I don't see them getting all the way through this region. Um, I think Florida state is also going to be a, another popular pick in this region. Um, but one that I want to bring up a little bit, I was excited to talk about them here. UConn, what is everyone's thought on UConn? Uh, James Booknight is an absolute stud. The last time UConn was a seven seed with a really good guard, what happened? Yep. Could we see a repeat of history here? Do you have the gall to put UConn far? Uh, unless, unless their coach's name is Gino, they're not getting past Alabama. <laughs> I, I am taking them past Alabama. That was Are one you? of my big ones. I like UConn a lot. They just haven't played a ton of games. That's one of the problems. And, you know, I, I like them. I'm high on them. They're on a, 
uh, you know, on a good trajectory right now. But this is a, a crazy region because Michigan can still win this thing. It's not like they are actually, I mean, they were, they, sh- they could have beaten OSU, you know, who was, and then been in the big 10 title game, you know, it could have been them just as easily as OSU and they still didn't have little. Yeah. Oh, I think they're still a very solid team. Like it would not shock me if Michigan comes out of this region because I, there's not a dominant two or three seed. You know, I, if Iowa was in this region, I'd be worried. Or, you know, if one of the other, you know, two seeds was in this region, I think it would be a little harder, but I'm not as high on Alabama as everyone else. So it's going to be. All right. Hey, let's jump. Let's jump over to the South. Let's keep this moving. We got the South region. Uh, the South plays the Midwest eventually. Uh, so let's start with the South. We got the, the one seed Baylor. We just got in talking about them in the Big 12. Two seeds OSU. And we got three is Arkansas and four is Purdue. Nobody's even thinking about Purdue and Arkansas. So uh, what do you think here? Does Baylor kind of walk in here, Billy, or do they get to run into some competition here from our Buckeyes? You know, I... I initially put Baylor in the final four kind of begrudgingly. I, um, I just didn't see anywhere where they might get tripped up. I do like Ohio state a lot. They've had me very worried um, towards the end of the year. I, I felt a little bit better about them in the big 10 tournament, but they need to learn how to close out a game. They are letting so many teams back in and you cannot do that in the NCAA tournament. Um, you, you have to learn to put teams away. And I think Ohio state might find themselves in a situation where they're, they're maybe up on a team. Um, they get a little sloppy and we could have a, have a buzzer beater shocker uh, happening uh, to Ohio state as much as it pains me to say as an Ohio state grad, um, but, but following them <laughs> all year, I think they looked really strong in the middle of the season. And then they've, they've, they've fallen off a little bit. They, yeah. They've lost some steam towards the end. Um, so I, I do like, I think Baylor. this is the easiest region. This is the easiest route to the four final fours, right? In this region. I, I would say so. The only thing I would like to draw uh, attention to in, in this one, every year we have a 12 over a five. Um, it seems like I think Winthrop over Villanova is going to be a very, very popular pick Villanova yeah. losing steam a little bit, losing their starting guard. Um, yes. Winthrop could come in there and uh, you know look to pull the upset there. Um, also my Tar Heels, <laughs> I, I was going to say, man, I like them to give Baylor a run. Like I, I am thinking about that game more than I should probably. I'm, I'm in the same boat, but I also know that, uh, North Carolina, you know, they're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde over here. They could very just as easily lose to Wisconsin. And so yeah. I, you know, I don't want That's to true. take that risk and put them over Baylor, even though I, I think that could end up being a good matchup um, just with North Carolina's size and, and athleticism. Um, you know, they like to, they like to move the ball. Roy Williams, obviously fantastic coach. I just think they're, they're maybe a year away. Um, they're, they're young inexperienced, very much prone to turnovers and, and some issues. I, I think they're a year away, but I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, honestly, if, if they did take down, down Baylor, I think they got the talent. Yeah. 
Billy Kelly, the diehard Tar Heel man from way back (laughs) up against Team Money's Duke team. What a rivalry over the years with you two. Not this year. (laughs) North Carolina is there at the top there. They're favored by two over Wisconsin and Vegas. They're favored by two. They get out of that. They take on Baylor. They could upset Baylor in that Midwest, in the South region. Let's go to the Midwest. Uh, we got Illinois as the one in the Midwest. We got Houston as the two, kind of flying under the radar there with Houston. Number three is West Virginia. Number four, Okie State sitting there at the four. People kind of think they got uh, slighted there, I think, T-Money. Yeah, I mean, Billy talked about it earlier. Oklahoma State is dangerous, but I'll just put this bug in your ear that I think Houston is the best two seed in the tournament right now. If they were in another region, I would probably have them in the final four, but I just love Illinois so much. So I'm actually going to put this out there. I have Houston in the final four right now. Oh, yes. So we are both high on them. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm high on them. I'm also very high on, on Illinois, but here's where, um, I'm playing a little bit of, of defense or, or I'm, I'm looking at the, at the bracket as a whole, and I'm seeing what Illinois has to get through to mm-hmm. face off against Houston. Yeah. Um, well, I don't even need to talk about their first game. Sorry, uh, Drexel, I'm not going to talk about you. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you got either Loyola, Chicago or Georgia tech coming out there. Um, I like Loyola there. Um, they are a very, very uh, undefeated team. They should have been a six or a. Yeah, or a I five totally seed. agree. They got screwed. They're gonna give Illinois some fits. Uh, I ultimately do think Illinois gets past them there. Uh, then that Sweet 16 matchup, Oklahoma State there <clears throat> would absolutely love to see that matchup. That is going to. I'm gonna have that game circled if it comes to fruition. Um, but Illinois has a tougher path to get there than I think Houston does. So playing the, the odds, I would rather see Houston, um, with, I think honestly, an, an easier path to get to the, the final four than, than Illinois with a couple of tough back-to-back games. Although I do think Illinois is the, the better team. Um, I'm playing a little bit of defense in case Illinois does get upset um earlier on against an oklahoma state or a loyola all right loyola is favored in that first game against georgia tech we just talked about winning the acc loyola's favored in vegas by two and a half against georgia tech they come out of that loyola chicago against illinois for the battle of illinois in that second round watch out man that's going to be a crazy game Absolutely wish we could have fans because that stadium would be absolutely rocking. (laughs) And it's what a two hour drive from Chicago. So I'm sure it would be crazy down there in Indy, but yeah. I mean, those Loyola Chicago kids got to be motivated to be like, let's beat the team that didn't recruit any of us. Mm. You know, that. Go ahead T. Yeah. I'm just excited for that region. That's going to be a fun region. And West Virginia is sneaky. Good. I mean, we didn't really talk about them too. That's a, a good three seed. Bob Huggins is great too. So I like that. That's a tough, that's a tough region. And you know, I'm high on Houston too. Top 25 offense, top 25 defense in, in Houston. Um, they 
are, I think, definitely getting underrated a little bit. Um, like I said, I have them in the in the final four right now. Um, yep, I, can I see might it. I might end up flipping it back to to Illinois, but I'm just kind of thinking when I fill out my brackets, I you know I have to um, or something I try to keep in mind is um, know the the pool that you're going to be in. If you're in it with a good amount of people, you're going to have a lot of people picking Illinois in the final four mm-hmm. there, um, and possibly even in the in the championship game. Um, Houston with almost as good of odds as, uh, Illinois, you're not going to get too many people picking them. Um, if you have, if you put them over Illinois in that uh, elite eight game, you can really pick up some, some points. I think Illinois is probably the, the better team. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing to, to win my bracket, not, uh, not, not pick the, uh, the best games and the best upsets, you know, well, That's uh, very good tips there, Billy. We appreciate you helping out our fans <laughs> here with all your college knowledge and your picks and your bracket strategy. We're going to kind of work our way toward wrapping this up here by talking a little NFL. We got about two minutes left here guys to talk about the NFL and free agency and what you guys see going on. Of course, we have the draft coming up in May and we just, uh, you know, we've seen some things that have happened and we saw Aaron Jones has, has just got tied back up. He's tied back into green Bay thought was he might sneak out of there, but no, that did not happen. Uh, what do you think of Billy in terms of the NFL free agency, anything you see that uh, you, you think would be a good move? I'm honestly, uh, you, you'd mentioned Aaron Jones. I'm shocked that uh, green Bay uh, signed him to a, to a new deal. I thought 100% he was going to be gone. Um, I don't know what green Bay's front office is, is doing. You draft no, a, a, quarter, a quarterback to replace Aaron Rodgers, who is not, you know, near the point where he needs to be replaced. And then you draft a running back in the second round, but then, you know, sign your, your current running back to a, a new four-year deal. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not who sure what's knows. going on there. <laughs> yeah. They're weird. And they penny pinch at the wrong times and they spend on running backs, which is weird, but I got to ask you about your Browns here. You know, they, they, they could use some help on defense here and they just signed a safety from the Rams, John Johnson. So that's good. They're shoring up that, you know, that defensive side, they need to get another edge rusher in there. What do you think about their off season? Um, I really like the pickup of, of John Johnson for the Browns. I, I think they're, you know, they're, they're set on the offensive side of the ball, uh, as it stands right now, they really, really need help on defense. Their, um, their secondary was atrocious last year and, um, you know, their, their D coordinator does like to run a lot of three safety, uh, sets. So having uh, Delpit coming back from, from injury, um, although he's definitely an unknown with that Achilles tear, and mm-hmm. you bring John Johnson in there, and, and you have Ronnie Harrison uh, with Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. If he comes back well from injury, I think all of a sudden that's a good secondary, but yeah. definitely, definitely need an edge rusher. I think they need to find one in, in free agency, although the prospects are drying up quick. Yeah. And then I think they draft a uh, linebacker slash edge first round in the, uh, in the draft. Yeah. And I would really like their defense uh, after that. Last question. Do you trade Odell Beckham? Not this year. No, nah, he's, 
you know, you, you go back to, uh, I've played fantasy football for, for several years. You don't trade a player when he's at his lowest value and Odell is at his lowest value right now. That is what we call a buy low candidate uh, in Odell. The Browns would be okay. silly, foolish to get rid of him coming off of an ACL tear um, where he has not done much in, in Cleveland. I think they give him an extra year now with uh, Baker in Kevin Stefanski's system seemed a lot more comfortable by the end of the year. Would love to see what Odell does this coming year. And then, then maybe it's, it's time to make some decisions because you're not going to be able to keep Odell and Jarvis Landry on the books for for several years into the future but at least give him a give him a year to see what he does all right all right hey, billy i wish we could keep going forever with you man we <laughs> love having you on the show thanks for coming on to the father son coast to coast hotline and best of luck to you in the g-man pool absolutely no thank you so much for having me on love uh love being here and I am here if you know if you, if you ever need my uh, tap into my wisdom anytime. <laughs> you start putting oh, out yeah. some rankings, we're gonna look you up. Yeah, yeah. Billy starts. Houston goes and wins it all. We're calling Billy. Here. All right. All right Thanks Bill, a lot, well, Billy. Thanks for jumping on. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, guys. And that there was Billy Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. What oh, yeah. a fun interview, Team Money. Oh, man, that was fun. I love having him on. You know, we're childhood friends. We go back a long ways. We're Ohio State, Michigan rivals. We're Duke, North Carolina rivals. And man, does he know his stuff, you know, fantasy and NFL and college basketball. You know, he knew his shit. So that was great having him on, man. He, he had notes galore ready, he told me. So he was ready to go. Yeah, really appreciate him bringing his knowledge to the show, his enthusiasm. He prepared so much. And yeah. he's got, he's got a, he's a riverboat gambler, man. He's got a lot oh, of upset picks. He does. And he's got some spicy stuff going on there. Spicy stuff. So I'm excited well, to see how it all uh, falls out. Well, we talked about the brackets, but we're going to make some picks here. Help some people make some money. Okay. We're going to do a couple picks here, starting with our biggest upset of the first round. What do you think of team? You look at that first round. Who's your big upset pick? All right, so I think my biggest upset here is going to be a 5 over 12. You know, not too crazy. Now, watch out. I just want to say a side note here. I like Liberty. Oklahoma State is great, but Cade Cunningham is it. They shut down Cade Cunningham. Liberty has a chance. But I, don't, I, don't, I think Oklahoma State squeaks out. UC Santa Barbara over Creighton. All right, I think this is a close one, but UC Santa Barbara is a good team. They're 22 and three on the season. Um, it, it only allow 62 points a game. Creighton allows 68. They've struggled versus better teams. I like UC Santa Barbara to come in motivated and beat Creighton. Okay. I like that pick, man. I like that pick. I think a lot of people are going to be rolling on that pick. I don't know how Creighton's a five, but somehow they got a five seat. Yeah, that was very weird. So I, that's why I think they're overrated as well. Well, pick, picking the biggest upset of the first round, I'm not going to pick the 15 or 16 seed because they never win. If you look yeah. at the statistics, that'd be bad for us to recommend that. So I'm going to look at the 14 seeds. Who do we got for the 14 seeds? East Washington over Kansas? No. Abilene over Texas? No. How about Moorhead State beating West Virginia? No. How about Colgate getting nine and a half against Arkansas? Yes. Yes. 
Friday at 12.45, Colgate getting nine points. They're going to upset Arkansas and win that game. So you got them straight up. That's awesome. I like Colgate. Straight up. They're a very well-coached team. I like Colgate, man. Great pick, G. Jordan Burns, six foot 175-pound guards, the player to watch on Colgate. Jordan Burns leads the team with 17 points, five assists, five rebounds. They're also nine and five against the spread. So I like the bet. Pick, get those points, man. Get All those right. points. I'm taking you all the way to the money, man. How about uh, one more pick here, T-Money? Okay. The Cinderella of the Sweet 16. Who's the Cinderella? Of, look at your final 16. When we're doing our show next week, we're going to have Clay Hall on the show, ABC Sports Director, our local uh, Columbus. Awesome guy. He's going to be with us next week. We're going to be down to the Sweet 16 talking about what's going to happen. Who's going to be the surprise team? All right. My surprise team. Not a surprise to our listeners because I just told you about them. You see, <laughs> all right. Oh, they're you see him winning back. again. All right. They're winning again versus Virginia. All right. Virginia had some COVID scares. I believe their best players injured. They lost to North Carolina State and Duke down the stretch. And even when they play good teams, they they tend to fall apart. So I like UC Santa Barbara in this. I think they're going to have an easier time with four seed Virginia than they will with five seed Creighton. So I like UC Santa Barbara to be a 12 seed in the Sweet 16. Well, you and I are going to have to make a side bet because we are right in the guts of the same bracket. Okay. <laughs> I got my team beating UC Santa Barbara. To be oh, okay. the Cinderella. I think the Cinderella is in that spot that we're both looking at. That's where the Cinderella is going to be on the bracket. And it's going to be the team behind me. The OU Bobcats are going All to right. beat UCSB. They're going to beat Virginia. And then they're going to beat UCSB. And they're going to be your guy, Jason Preston, who's in that picture up there. Going to lead the way. He can do it. So the real question is, you know, when you look at, do they beat Virginia and then maybe UCSB? Really, the real question is, do they beat Virginia? Because they're going to beat UCSB. Oh, They just got to get to them. They just got to get to them. Uh, so uh, OU ranks 13th nationally in field goal percentage, 56%. Uh, all starters, all five starters, average double figures, okay? Very they're impressive. sixth in the country in assists with 18 a, a game. So they spread the ball and they give it up. They've covered, they cover their spread in the last three games, and they beat Buffalo – by 15 and we're two and a half point underdogs against Buffalo in the championship game of the Mac and they beat it by 15. Uh, so I think this team's got momentum. They've shown they can do it against Illinois. Can they do it against Virginia? Don't forget Virginia is the defending national champion. Everybody forgets that they two cut down ago, the nets yeah. in April, 2019, they cut down the nets. And now OU, who was in the Sweet 16 in 2012. Did you know that? The last time they got in, yeah. OU went to the Sweet 16. And I'm calling you out, all you OU Bobcats, man. I need you to take Virginia down and roll over Creighton and get to the Sweet 16 to support G-Man. Come on. Let's go. I love the pick. You're making me second guess myself. You, that was pretty damn <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, why didn't I think of this? Oh, you. I mean, I'm just assuming Virginia's going to win. I feel like 
Whoa. You did. You Whoa. said they have to be Virginia. And I'm like, wait I'm a like, minute. Okay. They're going to OU's winning the whole damn thing, I guess. Jeez. I'm convinced. And everybody's an expert until the game starts, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, how fun would that game be, though? UC Santa Barbara versus OU. If that actually happens and one of us picks that upset, that would be fun. Uh, it's going to be a fun. I, this is the best time of the year, man. This is why well, I it's just so much fun. We need to think of a penalty, you know, what the other guy wins. Like, you know, whoever loses that, if they end up playing each other, whoever loses has to shave their head or something. You know? <laughs> yes, something crazy like that. All right. All right. We'll see. Maybe one of them. <laughs> Yeah, we got to think about this, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, but that'll be a good one. That'll Maybe be- you got to wear an Ohio State jersey for the next week. Maybe that, that and I, and that'd be a punishment, you know, something yeah. like that. Well, let, let's cross that bridge like, there. Like Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike yeah. used to do that stuff. Man. Okay, well, we'll, hey. see, we'll see what the Sweet 16 brings us. Hey, we're going to shift to the Woundwise Trivia of the Week. See how good you are. We're still talking college basketball, man. Look at all this. We're, we're feeding your veins, everybody. We're feeding your veins with college basketball trivia and here we are with the wound wise trivia of the week brought to you by wound wise iq it's a patented mobile imaging and analytics software app that is used by leading physicians and nurses caring for people with chronic wounds just download the app from the app store and you're ready to go learn more at woundwiseiq.com okay so the trivia of the week team money tell me the top three nba draft prospects that are playing in March Madness. This is out of Sports Illustrated. Don't be challenging my numbers, man. All right. Who's I your think top I know three? Him. Number one, Cade Cunningham. That's not that's not a question. He's number one regardless from Oklahoma State. Number two, this could be debatable, but I'm going to th- say it's Evan Mosley from USC. And then number three, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. Well... You know, we're going to have to make you do another shot because, no, that is not oh. the ranking. Number one, according to Sports Illustrated, is Luke Garza from Iowa. I don't know about that. I promise you. He hey, man. I promise. I'll put a bet down right now. I'll shave my head. He goes number one overall. <laughs> I, I, I know for a hey, fact. 6'11", 265, and he can shoot to three. Yeah, yeah. I promise you. 6'11", 265. I, I promise you he will not go number one in the draft. First team All-American Big Ten Player of the Year. What more do you want than that? Congratulations on getting Adam Morrison. <laughs> he returned for his senior year. He's one of those guys that could have went on, but he came back for that senior year because he wanted to win it all. And what do you think, man? Does he take him to the Sweet 16? I think he does. I think yeah. they're in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I think they, they got him. Yeah, and, and then they run into a big problem after that because they come up against the Zags. Yeah, who beat them already? I believe. I believe that's true. Is that true? The Zags? Let me They'll meet in the Elite Eight. Oh, they, oh yeah, Elite Eight. They play the, they play the yeah. Zags in the Elite Eight. So. Yeah, they play Kansas are, before that. So Kansas who are the other two? Out. Who are the other two? You're leaving me on a clip. Who are the other two? <laughs> the other two, Jared Butler from Baylor. Junior guard. Gary. Uh, who the hell are these prospects are you talking NBA? hey man i'm talking you... sports illustrated top three draft prospects ba- they, they, baylor's guards are great i don't know who is writing this but that guy is high he's wrong 55 percent shooting percentage on twos 44 percent from three and a great defender he's he plays both ways yeah once again i promise you that guy doesn't go top three 
Number three, Cade Cunningham. I agree. He's a doggone freshman, man. 6'8", 220 guard. I mean, come on. And what's funny about him is he grew up in Texas. He crossed the Red River to yeah. go over and play in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I mean, my God, what a loss for those Texas teams. He is so man, good. He is just so he is awesome. Good. Uh, they, they were projected to not even be a tournament team this year, and he carried them to the Big 12 title game and a four seed in the NCAA tournament. Very impressive. He is. He's the number oh my God. draft pick. I don't know who the hell is writing anything at SportsCenter. I promise you, every other draft no. from any other NBA prospects or predictors are are saying exactly what I'm saying. So Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated, to no. Luke Garza. Who the who's read Sports Illustrated magazine? In Luke Garza can play, man. Luke Garza can play. Don't don't be getting down on Luke Garza. Hey, I man, they love you. him in Iowa. All you Iowa fans, I know you love him, man. He loves Iowa. They love him. The guy's been good for Iowa. Hey, how about number four? They predict is Illinois junior Io Dosunmu, the guy with the mask, man. He would have been my next. Raider. He would have been my next guess. Um, but I once again, I have no clue where you're getting this list from. You like him though. You like him. You like I him. Think, right? I think I think you are literally reading a list of best players, like no, that could be in the NF NBA. Like I'm sorry. Are you no, no. listening to NBA draft processes? I do not. And the fifth that. one, the fifth one, and the final one I'll read to you is the other Gonzaga player you didn't mention, Corey Kispert, is oh number God. five. I can't. And his teammate is his teammate's number eight. His teammate's number eight. He's number five. <sighs> I can't listen to this. This is not. He's a sniper. He's a sniper. Yeah, and three. JJ Redick doesn't go top five in the NBA draft. JJ Redick's a good player. I know. And this guy's not JJ Redick. He's my favorite player. I'm just telling you that yeah. it's completely wrong. Hey, man. Where are your sources? Who's the source? I didn't make Who's this up. Article source Sports right Illustrated. Now? I'm looking up this article. I Sports Illustrated. That, that, you look it up. I want to know who the writer is because I'm never. <laughs> from now on, you need to source your articles because I will make sure. I did source them. I did anything, tell you the source. Anything written by that writer is no longer allowed on this <laughs> yeah. show. It's no longer valid. Okay. I'm going to go get, I'm going to list 20 prospects, give it to a kindergartner and say, pick your favorite names and that's what that guy hey, congrats we're gonna hire luke once garza. we make it big when we make it big next year we'll add a, a screener for our to for luke our, garza uh, number one okay we'll see hey we're gonna see if t money's right in the future we got a lot of things we're talking about tonight we hope you enjoyed the show <laughs> we love talking to you thanks to bill kelly for joining us on the father son coast to coast hotline thank you to wound wise iq for sponsoring our trivia of the week and help me start up for sponsoring the T Ross chug and chant with oh, a yeah. fireball. If you're interested in sponsoring one of our upcoming shows, please reach out to us next week. Clay Hall comes on the show. This is oh, yeah. the sports director for ABC and Fox 28 in Columbus, Ohio is coming on. We're going to talk sweet 16. The sweet 16 will be in place. We're going to get Clay's perspective. I'm sure the Buckeyes will be in that sweet 16 and Clay will be in a good mood as we talk about where we go from there. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, let us know. And if you'd like the show, press the like and subscribe button at Father, Son, and Holy Sport. Team Money, good luck in your brackets, man. May the best man win.
Well, thank you for telling me that I'm going to win. I appreciate that. Best man here, deserving. I get it. Had a fun time. Thanks to Billy. Can't wait to hear from Clay Hall and watch some basketball this weekend. Everybody enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Go Bobcats. All right.